Welcome to the Free From Binge Eating Podcast with me, Breed, your host. Binge eating sucks. Trust me, I know. I was stuck in that spiral of binge, restrict, diet, yo-yoing weight loss, feeling guilty and ashamed, and hating my body for 10 years. Now that I'm out, I'm turning my pain into purpose by helping you stop binging, start loving your body, self, and life again. It's time to live free from binge eating. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey people, welcome to another episode. It's me, Breed, your girl from Free With Breed, and I am excited for this episode. It is my second episode where I'm bringing on one of my one-to-one clients, alumni, I guess you could say. So this lovely, amazing, incredible, powerful, intelligent woman, Georgia, she finished her one-to-one coaching program a few weeks ago, about three weeks ago, and I had to bring her on the podcast so you guys could hear her story, which I'm sure many of you will be able to relate to at least even certain elements of it. I think there's so many commonalities between us women on this food and body journey. You can listen to her journey and also listen to her path on this program, what her one-to-one experience was like, and most importantly, what were the biggest insights for her, what worked for her, what is her life like now, and just sort of shedding light on the power of getting help, working with someone, but more importantly, the power of yourself. When you put the effort in, when you put the work in, when you invest in yourself, oh my god, the return on investment is tenfold. Like, it is absolutely incredible. I think it's beyond what anyone, any of my one-to-one clients can ever imagine, and even what I can even imagine, because you just don't know who that woman is underneath until we let it shine. So without further ado, let's just hop straight into this amazing, very interesting interview with the lovely Georgia. Welcome, Georgia, to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Officially, my second one-to-one guest, uh, one-to-one coaching client guest, which is pretty cool. I think it's interesting and helpful for people to hear other people's stories, their journeys, what's helped them, what it's like working with a coach. I think everyone will learn a lot from this conversation. So how about we just kick things off? introduce yourself a little bit and then we'll get started okay so first of all uh thank you for having me here Britt. yeah so my name is georgia i'm italian actually and i'm 25 years old and right now i'm living in london and i'm a master's master student cool love it london must be pretty fun for a master's student well maybe not in covid times Awesome. Okay. Well, I always like to kind of warm things up with just some fun, quick fire questions, very random stuff, but people can get to know you a bit and we can just chill out a bit. So let's get into it. So where did you grow up? I grew up between, I grew up in Italy. And when I was nine years, 10, around 10, I moved to France. So Mm. in the South of France, very nice place. Oh, cool. Yeah, I can imagine that would have been nice. (laughs) Awesome. What, because I obviously you said you're Italian, I know you're Italian. What's your favorite Italian dish? Pasta. Tomato, simple tomato pasta. (laughs) Like raw tomatoes or? Uh, With uh, fresh tomato. tomato. So nice. My boyfriend does, because he's, I don't know if I told you, but he's Italian. And he does, um, he does like the the fresh chopped cherry tomatoes with burrata. 
Oh yeah, that's really good as well. Oh good. That's how he like made me fall in love with him. <laughs> that's a good technique. <laughs> yeah, so good. Okay. Um obviously I also know your background in sports. So what's your favorite, I guess, form of movement or sport? I love all kind. My favorite is just outdoors. It can be cycling outdoors, swimming in the sea, whatever, but outdoors. Beautiful. I love it. Yeah. What is, um, what's like a self-care tip that you can't live without or that just helps you so much? Hmm. Well, I think it's just taking time for myself reading. I love reading and just like mm-hmm. uh, staying in a cozy place and read. That's my self-care. I love that. And actually, my next question was going to be, what's your favorite book or podcast right now? Ah, uh, right now, mm, right now I'm reading this book, A Little Life. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, really enjoying this book. Is it fiction or nonfiction? It's a uh, fiction. Cool, nice. And what is your favorite season? Oh, my favorite. I love all four seasons. To be honest, I think oh, that's I need so cool. to pass for all four. Oh, that's so cool. That's such like a um, like positive take on it because like most people are like oh I hate winter summer's too hot no no I like all, all I like winter as much as I love summer so I have to go I like autumn no yeah I like all four <laughs> amazing what's a dream travel destination hmm. uh, it's India I always wanted to go to India and do a little travel to India just uh, backpacking and living with the locals mm, that'd be awesome yeah that's definitely on my top five I'd say <laughs> And what did you want to be as a kid? <laughs> as a kid? Well, when I was a, a small kid with my friends, we wanted to open a restaurant <laughs> and I wanted to, to be a barman. Well, bar, <laughs> so, but that was my... Oh my God, I love it. Yeah. And we had a restaurant where we would dance. So we would have uh, dancers as well and singers. <laughs> but I was the barman. <laughs> That's so good. I've never heard someone say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. So Okay, well, that's the warm-up done. So let's jump in to the juicy stuff. So let's rewind back to way before you did the one-to-one program with me. Just share with the listeners what your food and body journey looked like up until the point where you're like, you know what, I need help. I'm going to reach out to Breed. Okay. So let's say that I, when I was a kid, I never struggled. I mean, I just, uh, I always ate. I liked eating, but I always was in good shape. Mm-hmm. Then as a teenager, I started, I was an athlete. I was doing alpine skiing mm-hmm. and I started having more of a restricting diet. I was very serious in my, uh, in my sport. So every uh, thing counted, especially food was an important thing. And so I started uh, restricting on it until um, until I, I started not getting the results I wanted in skiing. So I started letting myself go and finding comfort in food. So that was around 2016, I would say. I was not in a mentally good uh, state. I was a bit in depression and uh, because of my skiing wasn't going too well. So I started eating and eating without thinking too much about it. So that's when I think everything kind of started. And then a year later, I actually stopped skiing. Uh, so I, I passed from being very sporty to being totally sedentary. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do sports at all anymore. I wasn't ready to suffer. Uh, again, I just didn't, I don't know, I didn't find the positive in it. Uh, I wasn't going for a, a really good mental health moment. 
at all. And then I also had an accident in 2016. Uh, so I broke uh, some vertebrae in my back. Mm-hmm. And that's when everything kind of started really coming, uh, coming to surface, I would say. So after my accident, I couldn't do sports even if I wanted to. Um, I was finishing my studies at the same time. So I moved from France where I was studying. I moved to Milan. I moved back in Italy where I started working. And so this, uh, sh- this movement again, this, this change uh, actually made me, uh, made my eating disorder uh, increase even more. And so I started uh, becoming bulimic. Mm-hmm. So for a month or two, I had, uh, I was, uh, I was eating, eating a lot. I was uh, using laxative. I was not getting out of my house because I couldn't see anyone uh, because I just felt so bad with myself. And uh, that went on for, I think, one year and a half. And then actually last year, uh, in February last, no, this year, this year in February, I finally had the courage to tell my mom what was going on and what was my problem and what I was doing. So I told my mom and that's kind of when I, I actually decided I wanted to, to face it. And I wanted, I started helping myself. So I started reading a lot of books. Uh, I started uh, on Instagram. I started deleting all those uh, sporty top models and started <laughs> following people who would actually make me feel better of myself. Mm-hmm. I started getting back to sports. And then one day I actually ended up on Spotify. And I don't know why, why but I thought maybe I can actually find uh, something about binge eating. On, oh, yeah, on Instagram first, because I never looked for it. So mm-hmm. I actually found you on Instagram and I really liked all your posts and I could really see myself. And then I saw that you were launching the podcast. I think that was when COVID started. Mm. So every day I would literally go running or walk and I would just listen to all your podcasts. And uh, yeah, it was really, really helping me. I really saw myself in, in what you were saying. And that's when I decided to reach you to, yeah, to ask for your help. I love it. Thanks for sharing all that. And yeah, sharing with everyone that journey you went on. I feel like, well, first of all, I, I literally remember where I was when you DM'd me. You're like, oh, I listened to your podcast. I want to work with you. I was actually in Italy. It was like the one holiday I had this year. And I was like, by the pool, it's like, oh my God, it's so cool. She's like, so in it, like, so like ready for help. Like, I love when people come to me that like, I'm ready, like, let's do this. And you were so in that place. Yeah, so cool. Also, I feel like a few things that you said in that story are things that I see quite often with people. Like, you know, for you, you had like the accident, it brought on that depression and it really turned your life upside down. And then that sort of got, your depression kind of got intertwined with food and then things went downhill and things snowballed. And then from there, suddenly you're in this like totally different place you've never been in before. You've never experienced this. You've never had to deal with food and your body in that way because as you said you grew up being totally like normal and healthy around food in your body and suddenly we we get to this point where we're like oh my god I need to diet I need to change and we're not equipped with the tools to do that in a healthy gentle way if we want to and then we start we fall into this dangerous path of binge restrict bulimia diet and all of that and yeah I just I think probably quite a lot of people listening could identify with this sort of builds up and like a moment where things went downhill and you kind of panic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also as you went to university that oh, so when you moved from, I think it was Fran- France to M- Milan, like that move, that 
uprooting in your life as well. I see it a lot when people go to university in another country. And again, we're not equipped with these, with tools to deal with these big changes in our lives. Yeah, I know. And I think actually thinking about it now, everything kind of also like Facebook and Instagram are kind of new technologies, right? Mm -hmm. And they kind of also came into my life in those teenage years when you're very confident about, not very confident, but you're very concerned about your mm -hmm. body image. So actually thinking about it, I think that was also a very, a very uh, important thing, mm -hmm. like important in a negative way, but yeah. it had a very strong impact on my life. Such a good point. And I, I honestly like think this so often that I feel like it's just getting more difficult. Like I can only imagine the 15 year old girls now with like TikTok and Instagram on full force and everything. And it's just getting more difficult and confronting. It's definitely difficult. Okay, so we've got your story so far. Now, what made you decide, okay, I'm going to reach out? Mm, yeah, well, really, it was like all this uh, having listened to all these podcasts and read all these books that I understood. I understood that I was fighting with something that was bigger than me and I needed help. And uh, I mean, I, I went to see some psychologists and I talked about it with my mom, but you never kind of find the help that you need because some people maybe tell you, I don't know, there's like no way out or, or they just don't get you. They just tell you like eat less or mm. you need more motivation. And I found an alley when I saw, when I met you, when I heard your podcast and I was like, mm. oh, this is what I need. Mm. So that's really what made me reach out. Amazing. Yeah. I hear that time and time again. And I felt it too in my recovery journey. Just you've got to find like the right help for you. And it's, there's so many cases where the person just doesn't get it. And when you're trying to, I remember sitting in an office with, I think it was a therapist or a hypnotherapist or maybe both at some point. And I was trying to describe the process of my binge and what happens and how much I eat. And I could tell just like, they do not, they did not get it at all. They were just, I could tell they were just like, why would someone eat to that point? And why wouldn't they just stop, just stop? eating if it if you get too full so yeah I think there's a, a lot of power in finding someone who gets it yeah so share with us then what the program what the one-to-one -one coaching was like for you so let's say a friend wanted to do it but they weren't sure what to expect how would you basically describe it mm -hmm. so I'm actually a huge fan of uh, journals so I always had my diaries and wrote in my journals mm -hmm. and I always wish sometimes that someone could just read them uh, so they knew what I was, was what, what I was going through. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like this journey with you, this coaching was a lot like speaking to my inner self. Mm -hmm. And like actually like for the entire journey, it was a lot of self-knowledge. It was challenging because when I had to look, I don't know, maybe in my inner uh, self, inner child to think about my future, it was it was hard. It's not easy to mm -hmm. to tell thing to like yeah get things out that you have kept inside and hidden for so long um I discovered new tools new techniques that really helped me uh in my daily approach it's not always a sunny day but for sure these techniques help me get out of the of the bad days um a lot of insights a lot of consciousness about my thoughts and, and especially my beliefs I think this was the biggest mm -hmm. thing during our journey is that I actually 
you made me conscious of some beliefs that I had in, in me that I didn't even know I had. I never gave them the right importance. And so talking to you every week, even twice a week, that was very helpful because sometimes it's uh, one, one once a week or once every two weeks, it's not enough. And uh, yeah, so each call was, uh, was, a, was, a, was a present, it was a gift because I had an insight and it was, yeah, so it was a gift. Oh, that just made me smile so much. <laughs> that is like a gift. That's so cool. Um, I was just thinking as you shared all that, I was like, you as a client, like, I feel like you got so much out of it as well, because almost as you said, like you were almost just talking to your inner self and therefore you were so, you are so introspective and also just brave to dive into those layers of yourself and challenge it and then actually action change in your life consistently. I remember in our last call, um, I asked you how you're going about shifting your beliefs and you were like, honestly, just repetition, like repeating the new beliefs over and over. And even though it sounds so simple, it does require a level of just consistency and persistence of bringing that up in your mind enough like it's it's easy to just be like oh I, I just want to make this new belief and change the way I think and act and I want to believe this thing and then just drop it so I think it's very cool to see how you took everything on board and went with it well, yeah so what was the hardest part and the best part of the journey okay so the hardest the hardest part that still is my uh, my weak point today is really learning to be to be patient to let the things let things happen uh so i'm always reminding myself to trust the process to just it's going to come just let it go um and every time like i know deep down that i'm on the right track but i just need to be consistent and just keep going and so it's always this reminding myself to be patient be patient be patient that was the hardest for me. Uh, and the best part was, uh, was actually that I had the best summer of my life, to be honest. Because thanks to all of this, thanks, thanks to you, thanks to our talks, I actually, this summer, I started and it was tough because it was the time we also started. It was like the beginning of summer. Mm -hmm. And it was tough. And uh, I was still like in my house, not wanting to see anyone. And then I just, I don't know, you gave me like the confidence to get out there. I went and I bought like two swimsuits, which I haven't bought a swimsuit for, I don't know, like five years because I didn't like my body. And I bought new clothes. I bought shorts. I was going out. And honestly, it was the best summer of my life. And it wasn't because I lost weight because I didn't. It was because I, I was a lot more confident of myself. And I met so many people that I haven't even met in a year. And um yeah, I started doing sports again, which was my biggest, uh, my biggest uh, conquest, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And I started eating with family without being ashamed with my friends without feeling ashamed, and without any guilt. So this was the best, uh, the best part. Oh, so good. So good. Everything you listed, it's like, as you said, it's, it wasn't about the weight, like, so many of us say, oh, I'm not going to buy a swimsuit. I'm not going to go to the party. I'm not going to eat out with people, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not going to do it until I reach this weight or I lose weight. But you prove to yourself that these things are all available to you. Like getting to enjoy life, being confident, it's all right there. 
and that's yeah just like so cool to see that you had the best time of your life that's amazing (laughs) yeah it was very nice so cool Before we go on, I just wanted to jump in and let you know about something that could really, really help you out. So if you've been loving these episodes and all of the tips and it's been super helpful, but you just need a bit more structure and direction, then check out my 30 day reboot course. It's an online course, so you can literally start today. 30 days of content, so each day you get new content in written form, video form or audio, just to keep it nice and fresh. The content is exactly the same as what I go through in one-to-ones, so it's amazing value for money. You get some lovely audio meditations along the way as well, and we have a Facebook group so you know you're not alone. There are plenty of others in there. So if you are sick of waiting around and want your life back, you're so ready to kick binge eating out of your life and return to that relaxed, confident, happy version of you that you know is in there deep down inside, then this course is literally made for you. And best of all, it's just the price of a trip to Zara or Topshop, but it is worth so much more than that. It's eye-opening and life-changing, as one past alumni put it. So if that sounds good to you, head over to my website to sign up today or just scroll down to the show notes. I'll pop a link in there too. All right, let's get back into today's episode. What does life look like for you now after the coaching program? So now, so first of all, now I actually, from from where I was, I was in France, I moved again to London. So for me, moving every time is a bit, it's a bit of a struggle. So I I know I have to let myself, give myself time to adapt. Um, COVID, the second lockdown is not helping me right now, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Uh, But so I'm actually, I mean, right now I'm more concerned about myself. I'm working a lot on uh, food habituation. So I have my cookies in my cupboard and I'm uh, eating three a day instead of uh, eating the entire package. So this is where I'm at. I have my up and downs. I have my no days. I have my yes days where I'm super energetic. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a lot of sports, going outside, uh, just cycling in the park, running, I am cooking, which is a big change because I didn't used to cook. So I'm cooking. Uh, I'm eating pasta, which I always thought pasta was something bad, but I'm eating pasta. (laughs) And uh, doing all of these things, I'm actually, I'm actually letting, I'm actually letting myself be. I'm actually like still working on my beliefs. I'm, um, I'm pardoning myself, which is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. and uh, I mean we did a 12 I did a 12 weeks uh, path with you mm-hmm. and uh, I learned a lot about myself and for sure the best thing I I keep with me is all the is all the um, the techniques that you you showed me so I'm doing those every day because they're helping me and they're keeping me going and now I have the strength to not give up because I know I can like now I have the confidence that I can get out of it and I don't want to give up and I see every day I see small changes which maybe I'm not going to see tomorrow but today I did those small changes and tomorrow I might fall again in the in the trap Mm -hmm. but I still did them today which is the most important for me and uh, yeah and I'm just telling myself uh, be patient be consistent and uh, I'm fine the biggest fight I'm dealing with today is my uh, mental restriction 
that mm-hmm. is my biggest but I'm I'm conscious about it so the moment it comes I'm uh, I'm telling myself let it go let it go mm-hmm. so this is where I'm today I'm I'm fighting I'm, I'm still in my journey at the same time I don't think that five years of bad habits disappear in uh, in a short time so I'm I'm conscious about that but I'm I'm happy so that's the most important beautiful yeah absolutely five years of bad habits definitely don't disappear that quickly but as you said um well two things like it's not over which is so important to note because it's yeah it's not like a fast journey and people should know that it it is like work to make major change in your life and it will continue like there's no there's no like there that you're going to get to because you might get to this place and then you're going to want bigger, better things for yourself and raise the upper limit for your life and everything. So we're always on this growth journey. It doesn't just like finish after 12 weeks and you're just like perfect. Yeah. And as you said, you always have these tools. It's always there for you. Like sometimes people say they fear, oh, I, I might go back into my old ways, but you now have gone on this path and you can't reverse back down it because you're a different person. Like you have all these tools. If you reversed back to how you were like, let's say at the start of 2020, you're, you can't, I don't know, I can't explain this very well, but you couldn't be in that same place because you have all these tools and you can cope in a different, in a healthier way. For sure. So what are the five key tools that you learned and applied throughout the coaching that were game-changing for you? So the first one, for sure, it's been the the breathing. So the breathing, but also like with the sounds and just moving my body. I think this, like rediscovering sounds and movements in my body and breathing and letting letting it go, it's it's really, it helps me a lot. Uh, so this one is, is the first one. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is whenever I'm, I think I'm not going to manage or I'm scared or whatever is not giving me a positive energy, I always imagine my best self. Mm-hmm. And this best self puts so much calm. Like it gives me so much calm that it's, yeah, this tool is very strong for me. Uh, then food habituation. Honestly, I think, well, I, I, food habituation, I, I see that it's the key to get out of it. And it's, it's hard. It's probably the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm not very good at this, but uh, I still see that it is the key because I see the difference of when I, when I just let myself uh, get used to some foods and when I restrict from them, it's like evident the difference. And then my beliefs. So changing my beliefs, this for sure, this was a big uh, uh, self-consciousness uh, moment. And this is, uh, yeah, this is, I'm also a very strong believer of this because I think your belief of today makes you the person you are tomorrow. So working on them today, it's actually, it's going to change my future. So this for sure. And uh, patience, learning to be patient. This is, uh, (laughs) without this, uh, I could not be here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love all those five. I feel like it's a nice uh, variation as well. Like you've got like the simplicity of breathing and just letting out a sigh to release emotions and energy and then you've got the the longer term journey of like food habituation which I'm so proud that you're staying on that journey because it's it can be demoralizing and difficult and scary and frustrating but you're going for it which is amazing and it's definitely going to pay off 
and the beliefs yeah as you said like beliefs you kind of make your beliefs but then your beliefs make you and make your life so we get to choose that which is empowering that we get to choose it so I also know that on your journey a big piece was moving away from that people pleaser and learning to just do you and actually a lot of people I work with are in that same boat so how have you made shifts in that area yeah so this is um yeah this is this was a big thing for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) so first of all I just by saying no to be honest like uh, I started like not caring about making other people disappointed by me so saying no to my family my mom to my friends and this was uh this was good this was very empowering <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, in the end people they actually respected me more and wanted to stay more with me than when I actually said yes all the time so it was also very open uh, eye-opening um understanding that I could that well that I can change my mind so I mean that I, yeah that I can change my mind on things like maybe I decide uh, that I want to do one thing one day and then maybe I wake up the other day and I don't want to do it anymore and it's fine I can just change my mind it's it's not a big deal so this uh this is I've always kind of committed to what I I said and I had to do it at all costs and now I I don't anymore because I it's fine to change my mind mm-hmm. and uh also before answering maybe just like stop taking a deep breath listening really to myself and and then t- really tell my answer so I know that my answer is coming from my inner self and not from my like automatic uh, people pleaser yeah let's say and uh yeah so these things I think were, were very helpful for me to to shift super useful yeah um I think the first two especially like the saying no more and then just understanding that you can change your mind both of those are just also adding more fluidity into your being like otherwise we just live by these super rigid rules of like I just have to say yes I have to be the people pleaser and I have to do exactly what I set out to do and told people I do so yeah just adding also that fluidity in and like as you said moving more to a responsive state than reactive state of the people pleaser interesting thanks for sharing that and also so as you said you're doing this master's in London and I know for you in your past me too as well and for many others big changes like that moving places going to university can be quite difficult to deal with and often it can kind of be a bit of a low moment triggers you a little bit so how did it go for you and how are you coping with that yeah. So honestly, at the beginning, I every time I move to a place, I have this big expectations about the place, and I this is my restrictive mentality that pushes in and tells, oh yeah, now your life is gonna change. You're gonna go on a healthy diet. You're gonna lose weight. That's always yeah. always my goal. So I and I start in the first two weeks. It's everything super cool, super nice. I'm doing it, and then of course everything falls apart because it's like high expectations. It's mm-hmm. never what actually the the truth so when I had what I had my down moments but really what keeps me going it's that I I have faith like I have faith in in myself and I just because I learned to be patient and I learn and I know now that food habituation and restricting is is bad for me 
so I like I know what triggered my down moment and so I just I just give myself time I know I challenge myself getting out of my comfort zone and so it's fine to fall back and I just get back on the right track as soon as I can and if it's not the next day maybe it's going to be in two days in three days in a week but the most important thing for me today is to get back up mm-hmm. and uh, yeah and so that's really what I I know my triggers now and that's the most important thing and I know that the only way to get out of them is just to keep going mm-hmm. yeah so powerful I think also in this whole journey and continuously you're just also as you said like that faith like you're building that trust in yourself that you have that resilience and even when you have obstacles and maybe you have a bad day or you overeat or whatever happens like you can pick yourself up and move on and that's that's quite a skill in itself yeah yeah it's that of moving on and it's actually also of before I used to not do things because of my uh, I don't know because maybe I binge too much or I was ashamed of myself and today like the moment I came here I was like no like I want to go outdoors I want to go do that hike so I would just go do it organize it on my own and actually one cool thing that happened is I went to I don't know if probably people from London know but the seven sisters hike it's I really wanted to do that and the first week I I organized it I invited the uh, friends from my uni and it ended up being a really really uh, nice day and honestly I wouldn't have never done it before uh, if I wasn't like if I didn't feel confident and perfect in my skin I would have never uh, done such a thing so I think that was also the biggest success when it was such success I remember you telling me that I was like oh, well. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's just again like building more belief and trust in yourself that everything's like safe as it is now like you don't have to be this perfect person perfect body to get to just live your life and have fun yeah so there's so many women out there struggling just like you were who feel like they're so alone in this so hopeless I definitely get a lot of dms of people just being like oh my god I thought it was just me you know people feel like they're so alone so what would your advice be to those kind of people Well, first of all, first thing is, no, you're not alone. (laughs) And the moment you start talking about it, even with your friends, you'll discover so many people around you who have the same issues. And this is, yeah, this is something I learned in my journey. And I'm so grateful for all the strong women that are all my friends now that are here. Like, they're my first fan and they're always there for me. So first thing, you're not alone. And and second of all, it's... uh, it's I mean at the end of the day it's I always have to tell repeat myself this as well but it's a lot better like to be happy and be ourselves than to be actually fit and just like be in a standard or or play the good girl just because that's how they taught us to be that's boring that's that's boring and I tell myself and and every time I go back playing that perfect girl uh part I feel it like my energy is low and I feel awkward and I'm telling my, I'm like now it's like my brain is telling me this is not you Georgia release those chains and be yourself and if you just let yourself be life is like so much it, it just has a different color it's so much more beautiful oh my god so poetic I love that part about like it has a different color <laughs> I was just no, nodding the whole does. time yeah it does yeah 
it's I mean that's how I always feel like I some when I when it wasn't like that for me everything was kind of gray and Mm -hmm. there was nothing it was boring and now just because I trust myself just because I I love myself just be yeah just because I don't care about my body or whatever really there's so many so many interesting things uh out there and and it changes Mm -hmm. yeah yeah when we just kind of let go of all those shackles around having to be this perfect woman with perfect body and everything suddenly you get to actually see like the magic in the here instead of always reaching and like planning and strategizing how you can get that perfect life yeah there's no perfect Mm-hmm. yeah so last question to tie things up how do you plan to continue taking care of yourself going forward well first of all I'm keeping all the those positive actions that I learned that I was doing with you every time we met twice a week we were doing them the breathing finding my best self working on my patience this is something that I'm I'm doing and I'm trying to do every day or whenever I need it mm-hmm. I'm continuing my food habituation and this I'm really like it's something that I I really want to fight for and I know that I'm I have to struggle with my mental restrictions but it's something that I don't want to give up on food habituation and then I mean I have to take care of myself I have I so it also means loving myself accepting my no days and so I know there will always be hard days Mm-hmm. and I just I just live them I just uh yeah I just go through them I just allow myself to to be in a no day and then I just wait for the good ones so that's I mean that's uh honestly that's a big teaching for me because I always thought that a day would be wasted if I didn't get something positive out of it but now I'm realizing that that's not actually the case mm-hmm. Awesome. I feel like all of those are so realistic and doable as well, but also still stretching yourself and growing like the food habituation part. Yeah. Cool. And just to completely close things up, let us know where we can find you on Instagram. So on Instagram, it's georgia.fume. And uh, I'm not a super social active, but I'm always there to for direct messages and real contact I'm always there awesome love it I'll pop the link to your Instagram in the show notes for anyone who wants to check her out so yeah I just want to say a massive thanks for you taking your time on this Thursday evening to chat and just share all about your journey and your insights and all this amazing growth you've had over the past few months it's incredible I love it yeah it is and I have to thank you a lot Brid Thank you for having me here and for following me for this uh, journey. Thank you. Thanks for doing all the work. It's all, it's really all down to you, to be honest. Cool. Okay. Well, have a wonderful evening and everyone tune in next time. And that's the scoop for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and learned something new that you can start applying to your life. If you took something from this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could share it with someone in your life, change someone's day, change their mood or even their life, be that person. I know I love it when my sister sends me podcast episodes. It just shows me that she's really thinking of me and wants to help me elevate my life alongside her. As always, feel free to DM me on Instagram 
at, at Free with Breed. I'm always open to feedback, so let me know what you want me to speak about, what you love, what you want less of. This podcast is for you after all. Last but not least, here's how to win a one-hour, one-to-one session with me. Enter my monthly draw by sharing this episode or any of the episodes you've enjoyed, whether it's on your stories or on a post, and just make sure to tag me at Free With Breed. Simple as that. Okay, that's it from me. Have a wonderful rest of your day. I will see you next time.